0: Today is Tuesday, April 11th, and you're listening to The Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and The Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines. It isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. Yesterday, a 23-year-old man shot and killed four people and wounded nine others at Old National Bank in Louisville, Kentucky. The shooter, who was killed by police on the scene, allegedly had a connection to the bank, though as of this recording, a potential motive is unconfirmed. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir traveled to the scene where he gave remarks and said that he knew virtually everyone who worked there, as he had run his campaign for attorney general from that building. He also said that two of his close friends had been shot, one of whom was killed and one who was injured. The story is still developing. Next, we go back to the weekend. The big news this weekend surrounded two dueling court rulings regarding the abortion medication mifepristone, which is one part of a typical two-medication regimen that's used to end pregnancies, manage miscarriages, and even sometimes to manage labor. Texas Judge Matthew Kaczmarek, a Trump appointee, issued a ruling that halts the FDA's approval of mifepristone on the grounds that the FDA had violated federal rules that allow for the accelerated approval of certain drugs back when they approved it in 2000. That was after four years spent reviewing the drug, and it has since been heavily tested. It has actually been found to have a 95% efficacy rate in safely ending pregnancies, and requires medical follow-up less than 1% of the time for potential complications. According to the FDA, there are 5 deaths per million users of mifepristone. That is compared with 20 deaths per million users of penicillin. And both Tylenol and Viagra have sent more people to the ER than mifepristone. Although without Tylenol and Viagra, how could anyone stand to be around someone like Judge Kuzmarek? Then about an hour after Judge Kuzmarek released his ruling, a judge in Washington state, Thomas Rice, who was appointed by Obama, shocking, issued his own contradicting ruling and ordered authorities not to make any changes to the availability of mifepristone by blocking the FDA from making any changes to the drug's access in the 17 states which brought the lawsuit to have it banned. This feels bizarre to say, but it's one instance I hope the FDA does nothing at all. On the topic of waning reproductive rights, Iowa's Attorney General has suspended funding for emergency contraception for sexual assault victims. Under Iowa law, the state is required to pay for medical examinations for people who are sexually assaulted, regardless of whether someone reports a crime to law enforcement. The state has also provided payments through its victim compensation fund to pay for Plan B, and for abortions following a sexual assault, though the attorney general has now halted this funding while she says they are reviewing their policy. For some context on how this was funded before, it was not paid for by taxpayer dollars, but by criminal fines and penalty fees, and the money comes from a separate fund in the state treasury. There was no timeline given for when the state will decide on their final policy for the programs, but you know it's bad when they won't even let criminals pay for Plan B. Next, we have an update on the expulsion of the two Democratic lawmakers in Tennessee for protesting gun violence alongside children following the recent school shooting in Nashville. The two expelled lawmakers, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, are black men, though the third lawmaker who partook in the same protest, Gloria Johnson, a white woman, was spared expulsion by one vote. Their Republican colleagues claim that this is because she had a lesser role in the protest. For example, she didn't speak into a megaphone. Yes, as if you are differentiating between first and second degree murder. The next chapter of the story is that a special election will need to be held to fill the seats for these two lawmakers. But since there is time between now and when a special election can be held, Jones and Pearson can actually be reappointed temporarily by their city councils. And that is already happening. Nashville city council met yesterday to reinstate Jones, who represents that area. So he will be heading back to the state house prior to that special election and Pearson is expected to be reinstated on Wednesday. No date has been set yet for those special elections, but Tennessee law requires that primary elections must be scheduled within 55 to 60 days, with a general election scheduled between 100 to 107 days, and both Jones and Pearson appear poised to seek their seats again. It should make for some very awkward statehouse cafeteria conversations, at the very least. In case you missed it last week, there has been an American journalist named Evan Gershkovich detained in Russia since March 30th. The 31-year-old Wall Street Journal reporter was formally charged with espionage on Friday, with the Russian government claiming that he was collecting state secrets about the military-industrial complex for the United States. Gershkovich denied the charges, obviously, and said that he was working as a journalist, or what a dictatorship would call espionage. This situation is actually the first instance of an American journalist being detained in Russia since the end of the Cold War, before Russia was even Russia. In response, Senate leaders Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell issued a rare bipartisan statement demanding Gershkovich's release and condemning his detention. TBD if we can expect more of this from the new post-concussion Mitch McConnell. And for our final story today, we have an unexpected and very creepy story about the Dalai Lama, can't trust anyone these days. A video from a public event in northern India has emerged in which a young boy approaches the Dalai Lama and asks if he can hug him, to which the Dalai Lama replies, first here, asking the boy to kiss him on the lips and then to suck his tongue, that's a quote, while sticking his own tongue out. The identity of the boy is unknown, probably for the best, and now that the clip has gone viral, the Dalai Lama has apologized for the incident anyone know how we can get these holy bros to stop making their vows of celibacy the problem of minors? Asking for a few thousand religious leaders, apparently. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. Be sure to check out the latest Betches Up podcast episode for a longer conversation about the ban on Mifepristone and so much more. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.